Hello, hello, and welcome to Mimosas with My Besties. I am Erin, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. Yay! Yay! Here at Mimosas with My Besties, I shoot the shit with my two best friends over drinks during brunch. We check in with one another, reminisce, talk about our general tomfoolery, and speak from the heart. Our overall goal is to laugh, inspire one another, and leave each chat with a warm heart, and we truly hope that you do so as well. So with all that said, let's meet my best friends. Hey, y'all. This is Amber. How's it going? I'm back. I missed out on the last one, but it was fun, though. Um, (laughs) Please stay tuned and enjoy today. Hey, everyone. Let's get this going. I'm excited to see what what we get into tonight. How about you, hun? Hey, everybody. Again, this is Aaron. My pronouns are they and she. Um, I am in the upstate New York area where it is snowing right now. Um, and um, I'm really excited to get into what we're going to talk about today. And oh, what was the fun fact that I was going to share? I wrote it down in a piece of paper and now it has gone out of my brain. So we won't even worry about that fun fact today. Um, oh, that's what it was. I want to talk about what I want my, what I was going to talk about was my favorite superpower, like what superpower I wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause that was going around and I was like, oh, that's what we should talk about today. Okay. So if I were to have any superpower and okay, so you know how you have that general, like, okay, flying or like laser vision or like going invisible. So those are like those gen- generalized ones that like everybody talks about. But no, this is my superpower. And I think this speaks to like what brings me joy. I want to turn anything I see into tasty food. Mm. Like that, <laughs> that would be the superpower that I want to have. Okay, wait, let's unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, this is very close to mine. So let's go. Because, oh, okay. Like, okay. Okay. Is it specified as an inanimate object or like you look at something and it's food? No, that can be, like when I, you look at a cloud no, and it's like, that's an ice cream cone and you just pull it right, out the sky. Right, right. Yeah, no, literally. So yes, we can unpack this totally fine. So like literally, but I would have, not that like, not like straight up like, um, oh God, what is his name from the X-Men? But like he has to wear gog- like a glass. Uh, Cyclops. Like, Cyclops, because if he does and he opens eyes and he like laser beams you and you're dead. Like not that where I don't, <laughs> like I can't control it, where if I look at you, you turn into the food. Not that like intense. Oh, okay. Like oh, I intentionally <laughs> have to be like, I'm going to look at the speaker and be like, I want that to be a fucking cheeseburger. Like I have to tell it to be food. Like it's intentional. Okay. It's okay. not like something I can't control where I have to wear sunglasses because if I look at you, all of a sudden you are butter. Like, mm. not like that. Then it's again, m- too, when she gets mad, like you get mad, it can definitely be like, screw you. You're going to be a donut today. Like, you're going to be a donut and I'm going to enjoy snacking on your ass. I'm numb. Right. That just, yeah. But hey, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, that makes grocery shopping a whole lot easier. Do you know how much money I would save? Yeah, and that's a very Capricorn thing to say, by the way, that my focus is I want to turn anything into food so I can save money. And that's not foundationally why I want it, to turn anything into food. I just food means brings me joy. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool. Also, I could just feed like you come to my house. I'd be like, I can, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> like, as long as I can see it in my mind's eye, like I can make it happen for you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to disney world to get like the thing i wanted that as long as i've had it once and this is a stipulation as long as i've had it once and i can see it in my mind's eye i can turn anything into that thing Mm. okay Okay. so that's a superpower i want yeah that's great but then like if you're talking like 
the traditional superpowers, I want to fly. Mm-hmm. So there you tele- go. I want to be, I want tele- uh, telekinesis because Telekine- yeah. and, um, that just gets all levels because that can be so like, it can grow mm-hmm. you can expand your mind and so much because it goes back to the thing. It goes back to the saying and the idea of, and I did a paper on this in college about whether or not the matrix is real, which I believe the matrix <laughs> is real. And they were all just okay. in it. And when you know, you have brain farts, your server is just glitching. But, I love you. Um, the concept was reality because we're going to use a certain part of our brain, right? Mm-hmm. We're not using 100% of our brain. So the part that we're using is literally telling us, like, my desk is hard. I can't put my hand through that. Or, you know, I can't walk through walls because it's wood. Like, that's physically impossible. That's what the part of my brain that I'm using is telling me. What about the rest of the part? It's going to tell me, so like, that yeah, Newton you can. Lo- <laughs> that's all that Newton's law was able to give us. Right. So, yeah. That's, that's so, telekinesis to... being the ability to influence, control, and manipulate matter for another aspect of there you go. physical system without physical interaction. Or that's psychokinesis. That's psychokinesis. Hold on. Let me look up telekinesis before I, like, mess Moving this up. My mind. The basic, yes. I was going to say. The power things. to move, manipulate, or otherwise interact with objects or matter with one's mind. I was mm-hmm. thinking of psychokinesis. Got it. Okay. No, so move shit with your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can go like so far because I can literally like make you think what I want you to think because that's your brain. So I can put thoughts in your mind. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, it goes into things about wanting to fly. I can move myself so I can fly. Yes. Or if I'm in traffic and people are pissing you off, like you'd be in there and it's a long train. It's forever. Like why do trains start off going the way they're supposed to go and then back up the whole way? Like what was the point of that? So like, like so people who had telekinesis are like, let's see, who had telekinesis? Oh, um, what's that X Men called? Jean Grey. I was like Jean, Jean Grey. Grey. Thank you. I was like, I was gonna say Phoenix, but I like, I know she's same person. That. I know same person, but I was trying to figure out the well, Jean technically, Grey. Technically, phoenixes are alter ego, but yeah, right? Alter. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Wow. Yeah. Look, listen, this like fandom wiki's got like so much info on it about telekinesis. Shout out. I wonder if there's a word for turning anything into food. Fandom so, wiki. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Talk about fandom wiki. I'm here for it. No, I've used fandom wiki because I've been on like my whole anime kick lately. And then I like to, first of all, let me just say mm-hmm. that I, I'm not the best person to try to watch a show or watch a new movie or get a new book, whatever, because I tend to do things backwards. Like I see it, they give you the description. I want to know more before I watch it. So I, mm. I mess myself up that way. Mm. And uh, that goes for books too. Like I'll just be like, read the back and see what happens. Um, <laughs> oh, and I can't, I cannot read a magazine front to back. I read a magazine back to front. Mm. Always have. Fun Fascinating. fact. That's a fun fact. But I've used that fandom wiki to look up in-depth things about the characters in different animes that I'm watching. Hmm. Because it breaks it down. Yeah, it gives you a bit more background. They have depth now. Yeah. I think that's dope. Someone put the work in. Let me like- And I appreciate it. I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. So it turns out food transmutation. Mm. The power to transform matter into food. Uh, Okay. It's a variation of organic transmutation. Okay. 
So that is the superpower that I want is food transmutation. There you go. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Siobhan, what is your... um... So here goes the complicated answer. So More complicated than mine? (laughs) Well, this is... Let me... I'm going to bring you along the journey. Let's go down this yellow brick road while we... All right, let's walk side by side. Right. Let's just skip to the loo or skip to our loo as we come on down. (laughs) Um, So originally it was, I need a superpower where I can go and do all things and all... um, uh, I don't know what you call it, all planes. So I need to be able to go through water. I need to be able to be in the sky. I need to also be able to withstand things on land slash in space. I need to be able to go places. When I have a superpower, it's going to have to be bomb. So now I was like, I need something a la Captain Marvel. Because you I was see Captain, you Marvel, be Captain Marvel. So I need something a la Captain Marvel because she's out here in space with not a nan mask on, just over here breathing in vi- <laughs> breathing gravity, bre- or anti-gravity. Um, and it's just like, I need that. Because if she can breathe that and just fly from different solar systems when you hit a pager button, so that means if that was her in space, imagine what that's like just on Earth. Earth is just like a next door stop for her. Um, So I need something like that. But then I was like, but what about the food aspect? Is there somewhere where she's burning so many calories that then she'd be able to eat as much food as she can without any concern for anything. So there's like no breakouts. There's like no concern for, yeah, that's not going to fit. No food allergies. Like I was just going down the whole list of things because I had just finished a series, a futuristic series where um, it's based in, I want to say it's still the two thousands, but it's like 2050, 2060. Mm -hmm. And, um, there is a thing called an auto chef and the auto chef is basically where you hit a button and you put in the different permutations that you need. And it comes out with just the plate of food already ready. So you want a vegetable omelet, vegetable omelet, sit hot right there, ready to go. Do you want it with cheese without cheese? Do you want hot chocolate? Do you want your coffee with cream or sugar or none? So it just automatically does this because you put the food in there already. So I need something like that now because by the time 2060 comes around in another 40 years i don't want to be in my 70s being all marvel like would you look at that you know back in my day we never had things like we had a microwave and a stove with an oven (laughs) if you were lucky i don't want that for my life i need these things now so i don't know which 10 year old needs to come up with some fantastical easy bake oven um but i need that so all of this to say i need some type of captain marvel-esque uh, okay. superpower. Um, I just did a quick search. So it was like, um, I forgot that it was from the infinity stone. Um, I just remember it was the Tesseract that somebody blew up and everybody mm. got hit with a little bit of something. Mm. Um, so I'm all for it. Wait, was it, wait, what did it blow up the Tesseract? The, the way that she got her powers was the Tesseract. No, 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 no. It wasn't the Tesseract. The Tesseract powered what was up in the space station and the 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 engine that was in the 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 jet is what they exploded and then the engine's power is what went to her. No, it was it was on land. It wasn't in space. It was the grounded. That ship that thing Somebody was hit her. Yeah, they hit the Yeah. They blew it but, up. She because she was trying to take was, it too. Take it, yeah. She's like, yeah. She's trying to get the um, I don't think she knows the Tesseract, but she was trying to get the package mm-hmm. to the space station. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the Kree came yeah. and blew her up. Blew it up. And but the Tesseract is not blown up. It's still solid. No, no right. Never, yeah, no, but the power from it is what turned her into Captain Marvel. 
Yes. Okay. We were saying the same thing, but a different way. Got it. Yes. See, this is how you work through things. Right. Communication, people. Communication. Got it. Okay. I thought you guys were saying they blew up the Tesseract. No. 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 Okay. See, they were trying to, but they end up at the ship and then it was hurt. Got it. But you know what? They're in in Asia, because I have KSAs, like Japan, China, whatever. Anyway, there is what you're saying, Siobhan, technically something like that. Like, have you seen the robot that cracks and makes the omelet? You just put yeah. the ingredients in, and then the, the robot makes the omelet. Mm. Did you hear that, everybody? Right, I was I'm not taking say. that sound out. Shimon right. is typing I'm... right now <laughs> to find where that robot is. That, yeah, you literally. And what Asian see, country? You put it. You put like your ingredients, and the mm. robot cracks the egg, stirs it, makes your omelet. You, in, how much puts it in there, and bam, breakfast. You just watching it go wrong. Mm. Do you know what I want to go to? The sushi bars that your sushi's on a conveyor belt, i.e. Oh, I know yeah. it's being made oh, by humans fun. back there. I know it's not robots. I know this. There's I'm one just here. saying, excuse me, what? Yeah, there's Where you here. are, where you are is a conveyor belt sushi place. Literally across the street from the place that we went when uh, you all were here me. before. I didn't know that was on Where the list. crabs were? No, no. Where we went when we had our uh, musketeers time. Yes. Um, and we went to go eat uh, yes. yep. sushi mm-hmm. across the mm-hmm. street. There's another sushi place. I I'm didn't sorry. know that was on your list. It is It is on my list. We can check that oh, off. Yeah. We can check that off. I mean, if it's still there, you know, with everything going on. I know. With everything going on, might not yeah. be there. But yeah, um, pretty cool. And it's like you're sitting at booths, whatever, and the food just comes around us, or when you pick it. That's and you just snatch that stuff right off the conveyor belt. Well, let me belt. say, this one is the conveyor belt is only at the bar. It's not the mm. full-on restaurant that has it. Mm. That's fine. I will go to the. Yeah. I'm willing go. to step. Will, I'm willing to start and bottom and work my way. I, w- I will go to where the conveyor belt is, and I will be closest to it to partake in conveyor belt sushi. Mm-hmm. Just like some of the concepts, like in the some, some Asian restaurants that we you know you order a bunch of food, and like you know how here in the states where you order food and you bring it out to you. Oh, I'm gonna get this and bring it out to you. No, 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 no. They will bring you your item one by one and wait for you to finish that to make your new item because that is hot. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm going to order, you know, breakfast and then um, then dessert. No, no, no. They wait for you to finish 100% mm-hmm. in front of you. You done? Okay. Now, fresh and hot. Not mm-hmm. you get it here and it's like, it's not hot enough. You send it back. No, they don't play that. Mm. Oh, God. Why are we talking about food? Because oh, you God. wanted to turn stuff into food. This is just so. how it goes. I know. I know. I wanted to turn stuff. See? And here I could just been like Coke can. Turn it into fresh tuna, <laughs> tuna nigiri. Thank you. What's your favorite okay. sushi? What's my favorite sushi? So far that you've had. Okay, so so far that I've had, um, I do like um, salmon, cream cheese. Um, it's like a Philadelphia. Like, thank you. I couldn't think of it to save my life. I like a Philadelphia, but I also like a Philly, which is traditionally then put with tempura and fried. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I also I enjoy mostly sushi with sam- raw salmon or raw tuna. I mm. do not fucks with eel. Siobhan fucks with eel. I was gonna I say eel I was gonna is say number eel. one. Yeah, all nah, day. dude. Eel all day. Oh. Eel sauce. Let's go. Yes. Eel avocado. I, eel cucumber. Yes. Get it. Hit I do like up. a California roll. I do not like things that have fruit on it though, because sometimes they put the salmon with the raspberry. I do not like that. Um, I've not experienced that. I will generally go for. Almost anything eel, if it has eel in it, um, I mm. will do if they have like a 
vegetarian or quote unquote vegan, I'll do like mm-hmm. a sweet potato roll or a mango roll. Yes. Good. Um, yes. And I stay away from shrimp because I, I don't know if I'm allergic or if my body just always enjoys making me nauseous whenever I eat shrimp recently. So shrimp has okay. been taken off of my uh, to-do list, which is a little sad. Mm, um, that is but sad. I am here for almost anything, but eel is number one. Same. Fact, same. Maybe I just need to try eel again. I tried it once when I was first trying sushi and maybe it was, it was just too much of a step for me. But now that I actually eat it, maybe it's I should just try it again. It's an acquired taste. Like, you just yeah. can't like If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's an acquired it taste. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I am here. Yeah. Eel all day. These are some of the things that when I think, maybe one day I'll go vegan, I was like, but eel rolls. <laughs> but just sushi. See? This is when I say, maybe I'll go vegetarian someday. Because now Siobhan and I, fun fact about us, we're now um, cooking meals virtually with each other once a week. And I have signed on to have that meal be vegetarian. So Siobhan tells Mm -hmm. me basically what to get. And then we cook it together. And then we eat it together virtually. Mm -hmm. Um, I could go vegetarian if it wasn't for chicken. I can give up red meat without a problem. But I cannot I give up chicken. The utmost respect <laughs> for people who can be vegetarian, be vegans, and things like that. I totally understand it. I, I totally I'm yeah. for it. Many reasons um, for it. Yeah. Many reasons. But I like bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, yes, bacon. I can give up everything else. I think I can give up everything else. But if you fry some bacon in front of me and I'm like, I want a BLT, I want a grilled cheese with bacon, mm-hmm. I want a bacon bouquet, I'm done. Ice mm-hmm. cream with bacon? Forget it. Forget it. Forget about it. Chocolate covered bacon. There are certain things I miss. This is certainly I, wasn't, it was on my to-do list, but <laughs> I, I, know. I didn't have time. It's just yeah. I, Other than that, like sure, like red meat, chicken, all that stuff like that. I don't eat a lot of pork anyway besides bacon, but mm-hmm. I will give yeah. up all that. And just, you know. Yeah. But I wasn't really doing bacon that often. <laughs> I would generally do like turkey bacon. And if yeah. I was doing yeah. like a Are brunch, like, ooh, they have pork bacon. I felt like I was dabbling in, you know, champagne or something like that. <laughs> so it's like high-end pork bacon, crispy pork bacon. Crispy. Oh, yes. Crispy pork bacon. All you can eat. So, yeah, mm. there are certain things, certainly things that I miss. However, I have been on a journey to try and find the best alternatives because I have not been pescatarian long enough mm-hmm. to forget what meat actually tastes like. So there are... um some great contenders out there, uh, but T-T-Tab. they are, yeah, TT Tab. Um, shouts out to TT Tab because I know you are a fan as well. Um, I am on my way. There are certainly lots of things I've tried carrot bacon, but I didn't at the time have the opportunity. Yeah. Yes. Wait, what? Carrot I'll bacon. Send, you know what? I s- let me write a note. I'm going to send like, you the it- TikTok. From Shaped Tabitha like- Brown. No, no. So she just um, uses the vegetable peeler to right. Um, right. peel mm-hmm. the carrot lengthwise. So it has that coloration similar to what okay. bacon might look like. Um, mm-hmm. And then the mar- it's really in the marinade that you it's use. In the marinade. And I truly believe that the secret ingredient is the... Um, liquid the, smoke? Yeah, the liquid smoke. I was going to say smoke liquid. Um, <laughs> it's... 
that is the secret ingredient in my opinion, but wow. I haven't gotten it because in the past I just had a regular baking sheet, but now I have the little, I don't know what you call it. The little, the lift thing. rack. The yeah. rack. Yes. Mm-hmm. The little rack mm-hmm. that you can, so you yeah. can cook it on the bottom because it would always mm-hmm. be soggy. It would be warm enough, but it'd be soggy. I need it actually crispy to get me what I need. Or um, she uses I an need air an air fryer. fryer. Yeah. yeah. Or I need an I air, fryer. air fryer. Love it. Yeah. Oh, Love then it. you're good. Yeah. But um, I, wasn't really a big fan of hot dogs, but carrot hot dogs aren't that bad. Um, and meat. Uh, okay, wait. Yeah. Tabitha Brown, a.k.a. T.T. Tab. T.T. Tab. Yes. My mind is blown right now at the concept of, like, the idea of a carrot hot dog. So was I. So it, was I, I was in the beginning. However, I don't know if it was you, Han, or somebody else that introduced me. Well, I know it was my friend who introduced me the concept of TT Tab. Um, but the concept of a carrot hot dog, I want to say maybe it was you, Han. Somebody it introduced 100% me. 100% me. Yeah, said this. And I was like, in the beginning, which was last summer, or the beginning of the vid coming onto the scene, I was like, what am I supposed to do with a carrot hot dog? Who wants this? But <laughs> as we got into the warmer season, everybody's barbecuing, all you do is smell meats. Um, it was Wafting like, yeah. right windows. It doesn't even have to waft. It's like through the gaskets. It's like, oh, you're going to smell meat. <laughs> And I'm going to smell great to your nostrils. All the the memories in the back of your head, you're going to remember exactly how I taste. So um, the <laughs> I started trying the carrot hot dogs, and there are some tri- mistrials. Um, but I believe generally I have gotten it down. Um, and it tastes similar. Again, I wasn't a big fan of hot dogs in the beginning anyway. So it's mm-hmm. not anything that I miss as much. But it's like, oh, okay, this gives me a hot dog feel. Um the only thing is, remember, it's just a carrot. Right. So remember how your insides are going to feel when you're all said and done. Well, see, for me, I don't have issue with eating carrots. I don't have issues with carrots because I'll eat carrots. Like a, a bag of baby carrots, they'll be gone mm-hmm. in like a day mm-hmm. for me. Um, it's a lie saying carrots have help your vision. I wear glasses, though they don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Screw them. I can't see far away. Um, mm-hmm. You might turn orange before you're able to see. Exactly, exactly. So I, I mean, so that part is okay with me because I, I never had issue with digestive with that. But I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Good idea. Yeah, I like it. So I'm for it. I'm all for it. Pescatarianism can stay for a little bit. I'm trying to see how I feel about this vegan concept, but certain things I haven't been able to get up, give up yet. I, give I up can milk. never give up. I can't. I can't give up cheese. I don't drink milk anymore. I gave that up. Like it's been two years since I've had regular milk. Yeah, cheese is another one. Some of these vegan cheeses are getting better, though, because in the beginning, they were just plastic, like the kid condiments. Like you used to have the Fisher uh, Price (laughs) little things that you get from the store. It was just like that on the food. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? But it was like melty or it was uh, pliable, but it was still like that fake Fisher Price stuff. Now it's like, oh, you actually melt and you pull apart. Um, I just don't feel like paying the price for it when I still eat regular cheese. Um, So I'm not as compelled. Okay. Hey. So, so speaking of cheese, mm-hmm. when is the time that you felt powerful? <laughs> Where you just want to hold on? You could stretch me as long as you want to, yep. but I'll just stay without breaking. You'll stay without breaking. You're like, you know what? I am like cheese. I am powerful. Did you like that transition? I think it was real smooth, like cheese. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm pr- I'm 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 kind of proud of that one. It was awkward yet smooth. So it's a thing. If anybody, I can start. If you want me to start, I can share about like the time I felt most. The floor is yours. The floor is mine. The yes. floor is yours, Erin. Got it. So I can. Sh- so in terms of us sharing about like you know some superpowers that we want to have, and you know talking about this like concept of like superhero superpowers. Remembering that we as humans are also like super powerful, even if we don't have these like X-Men type superpowers um, Mm -hmm. and that we ourselves can feel powerful in moments that seem not, you know, incredibly dramatic or like we can lift a car up or we can Mm -hmm. fly up a building or whatever. And one of those moments when I felt like, one of the moments I felt most powerful in my life was when I was um, at my most recent job and I was um, training, I was doing a training with my members and I realized that every single person in that room was listening to every single word that was coming out of my mouth. Mm. And so I realized that I, in that moment that I, for the first time could introduce myself as a queer person and could be identified as so respected as so, and still be seen as someone who can teach them something, train them in something within my identity as a queer person. Mm. So I started out every training after that, identifying myself. Hi, my name is Aaron. Say my pronouns and say that, you know, um, as a queer person, I'm so thankful that I'm here today to train you guys on this topic. Like that's how I would identify myself. Um, at the time I used different pronouns because again, the, you know, coming into myself um, into my gender identity as a non-binary person with using they and she pronouns was not at the time that I had that job, but I very much still identified as queer, but I felt incredibly powerful because I realized that I was representing myself. And also anytime you kind of, share your identity you're also in some way shape or form representing the rest of every one of all those alphabets Mm -hmm. all those letters (laughs) Mm -hmm. lgbtq you're 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 speaking for everybody over there because that could be the first time they see a a queer person in real Mm -hmm. life which is like a lot of pressure but like also like cool Right. So I felt incredibly powerful. Um, and afterwards, people like I had a person come up to me and say, hey, I'm trying to figure myself out. I don't know what I am. I think I'm figuring out my gender and my identity. And it was really cool to see you up there, like very strong in who you were training me on a topic that was basically about like um, goal setting and figuring out how to like make lists and, you know, get ahead of yourself and figure out what you want to do. And feel very, and basically be a confident person in front of you, a confident, competent person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, I am strong. I am powerful. I am here. I'm standing in my power in front of people and like almost feel like nobody could take that moment from me, even if they had tried to. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was like a moment in my life that I felt like most powerful. That's great. Like, like standing, not only like powerful, but standing in my power yes. in front of people. Yes. Like taking up space. Yes. Sharing, being who I was openly. Yes. Um, and then just a cherry on top was like somebody coming up afterwards to me and like with all that adrenaline in my system, because you get a little adrenaline when you're, you know, talking 
in front of a group of people and mm-hmm. just hearing such good feedback. Everyone was just saying that was great. I felt so empowered. I felt, I felt empowered. So it's mm-hmm. like I was sharing my power with other people mm-hmm. and they learned. <laughs> right. I, that was you operating in your passion. Yeah. And being acknowledged for it by so many different people on so many different levels. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that was amazing. And you're, that's that's one of the times. I mean, there's plenty of other times where it was like a less like, in t- you know, dramatic, mm-hmm. intense way. But that was one of the more meaningful ways that I felt in my power. I'm trying to think. So uh, when I first heard powerful, I was thinking mm-hmm. in the literal term, my initial interpretation was like a physical thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized shortly afterwards that power doesn't necessarily come from physical strength. It comes from Mm -hmm. your mental capacity and how you were able to perhaps persevere or how you were able to feel empowered. Um, And so that was what I have been trying to think about since we initially spoke about it. And I still don't have some, I have something that I think will be close enough to it. So um, through church, I was given the opportunity to do a, a nine minute sermon called the nines. And in there, the, the discussion was talking about, or I decided to speak about um, renewing your mind, uh, not necessarily getting stuck, but it was based off of Romans 12 and just saying, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can change your perspective. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely go through lots of unfortunate, um, tragic things. But at the end of the day, if you're able to get up and be positive or able to still push through, um, that's your opportunity to renew your mind. Don't get stuck in the negative. Sometimes we're stuck in these moments of um, you know, feeling as if you're in a storm and it, you're always in a storm. It's always raining. There's never a sunny day. But sometimes it's just your season where you're being watered um, because mm. the seed that's planted in you is water uh, loving and needs a whole lot of water to be able to grow. Or sometimes you feel as if you're being overlooked or overseen and as if you're buried, no one can see you. Um, But you're not buried, you're planted. It's just so important to change your perspective and understand where you are in the moment and realize it is just a moment, however long that moment may seem. It is just temporary. And so after that sermon after church, people were coming up to me and just saying, thank you so much. I've been having so many issues and challenges at work. I can't, um, you know, you have a boss that hasn't been very receptive or has been really mean to you or um, just putting you in really uncomfortable positions. And I'm going to use this to help me to kind of push through in the moment. I had a um, gentleman who would um, appear to be very, uh, what people make or what we would society would call like very manly. Um, but he was very um, emotional in the sense of his eyes were very watery. I'm not going to say he was crying, but his eyes were very watery and his voice was not as clear as it could have been because it was filled with emotion and just saying, thank you for sharing that and helping me to see that. Because I realize lots of people don't necessarily realize um, when you're going through something bad, and it's bad and it seems like you're the only one because oftentimes you feel like you're the only one because that's what you hear or that's what's perceived because everybody else looks as if they're able to juggle all the balls in their life and they make it look absolutely perfect and flawless every single day. Um, they don't. 
they're sometimes only able to juggle one ball. Sometimes they can't mm-hmm. even put their hand on the ball, um, uh-huh. but they make it look good. So you think you need to have it together too. And it gets hard thinking that I'm the only one going through this and you just start to bring yourself down. No, absolutely, without a doubt that this is just temporary. Sometimes you need to reach out to people. Hopefully you have a village of people you can reach out to and talk to and um, they can pour into you and help to uplift you. But even if you don't, I, I know that you are not by yourself. There is someone that you can reach out to, um, to to help you get through whatever moment you may be in and just being reminded that it's just a moment. Needless to say, that was a, a moment that I felt really empowered in the sense of it's important to share your story. It's important to be vulnerable with other people. It's important because other people need to know that it's okay to not be okay. And mm-hmm. then to mm-hmm. begin to develop their own villages. It doesn't necessarily have to be me that's in your village. I, I'm not necessarily that person, but you absolutely have somebody there or there's somebody who wants to be there and you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's- yeah Siobhan. <laughs> that is true. That's that's a lesson I had to learn. Well, it's still in learning in last year. Um, hit heavy. I was just sitting here thinking about, like, you know, thinking about it and, Moments you feel powerful, moments that, you know, is based off of what you're saying and being vulnerable and stuff, which is hard for me to do mm-hmm. um, in general as a person. Um, for years, I've struggled with that. Like, I have within friendships too, like, I tend to, something happens to me. And then if I tell somebody about it, guarantee you, it's months after it happened. It's never when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, just yep. I set that precedent and that tone of being there for everybody. And yes. not allowing someone else to be there for me. Yeah, I can't. I'm the only one that can fix my problem. Yes, yes. Um, why burden you with my problem if I know how I need to fix it? Yes, or I haven't um, figured out how to fix it yet. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm the best person that can do that mm-hmm. because um, because when you go through something and you deal with something, and people tend to want to help you the way that they like to be helped mm-hmm. in the way that they mm-hmm. see to be helped, right? Mm-hmm. So I will say what made me feel powerful, what I've will soon be almost a year, it'll be like a year, is um, I'm going to get it together. I told myself I'm not going to cry. <laughs> if you it's have okay. to, it's okay. It's okay. Hugs, tissue, virtual. Love you. Is I had a miscarriage last year and mm. going through a miscarriage and COVID. <sighs> Fuck that shit. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But what made me feel powerful in the sense of that hard time is that, yeah, I had to go through that alone. I had to go through appointments. I had to go to the hospital more than once by myself um, was realizing that I needed help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was opening up and it's like, hey, I need to talk to someone. And I tell my therapist all the time. I, got, I actually talked to her Friday. <laughs> this Friday. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think her because she's a therapist during COVID. I'm pretty sure. And you have other stuff going on too. Mm-hmm. But thank you for being there for me mm-hmm. in a way that I needed someone to be there. Mm-hmm. Because it's difficult to talk to friends who will never understand what you're going through. Oh, my friend, majority of my friends have kids. Mm-hmm. It never had an issue having kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's never other blink at them when they're pregnant. Like, you're not going to mm-hmm. understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You're not going to understand of having health issues. And not, not a lot of my friends know, like, you know, me going through 
fertility issues and having health problems and then not even knowing, I'm 34 years old, not even knowing if you actually can mm-hmm. um, have a child and wanting that so badly. And then mm-hmm. to have to go through that. And then it's like, shit, uh, excuse me, universe. How dare mm-hmm. you kick me, <laughs> mm-hmm. literally kick you in the street. A Mack truck the size of Optimus, uh, Optimus Prime ran you over mm-hmm. and left you there. But I got back up and I crossed the rest of the street. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was like powerful for me to get out of that space, out of that headspace, out of that guilt and blame that I felt. And I swear, mm-hmm. like even my mom's mind, she's like, oh, you pushed me away. It wasn't necessarily push you away, but being the person that I am and being that rock for everybody and accepting that I have to be vulnerable sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I yeah. said, mom, I said, you literally looked at me as if I was going to take the next dive off the next bridge any minute. I'm going to go out this window right now. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's when I felt the most powerful is coming out of that, picking myself up and cutting myself out of that and understanding my boundaries and the friendships that I do have. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also to setting those boundaries and make sure that the people keep the boundaries that I've set. Yes. Um, and that's mm. hard for mm. other people too, because it's mm. like, like yes. I said, if I set the precedent of always being there or mm-hmm. always, you know, Amber's got it, Amber's going to be there. Amber's strong one. Amber's mm-hmm. not always a strong one all the time. Right. And that's when you know, that, that saying is you check on your strong friends. Yes. They're not always yes. okay. Yes. But when you see them, they seem okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like understanding that. Yes. And coming out of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The being the being vulnerable part is still hard. Absolutely. I have a control issue. I know. It Absolutely. 100%. That is mm-hmm. my triple Capricorn in me. But you can't Preaching beat me. to the choir. You triple Capricorn. You can't beat mm-hmm. me. That, Undefeated. No, right. No, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I got this. You know, I got this. Um, even me getting emotional right now, my internally is like, Bish, why Your bells crying? are going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like nothing. But you see, as far as fast as you saw a tear may fall, it stopped. And that's yep. my defense mechanism. Oh, nope, nope. We're fine. I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. cartoon to have. Like that cloudy <laughs> with a chance of meatball where he exactly. sucked it back up. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that. You didn't see that. It was some of my. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So that's, uh, I will say that's the time I made it powerful. And then being open to talk about it because women can't talk about it. And mm-hmm. they don't want to talk about it. But it's Mm -hmm. okay to. It's okay to feel everything that you're feeling. It is okay to. You want to go outside and scream and yell and break something and knock yourself out. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, Feel everything you feel and don't shut it down. Coming from someone who shuts everything down, who has like the biggest control issue in the world, like my OCD having behind, just like, (laughs) bitch. Yeah. Or not being able to deal with emotions properly ever. Like, Emotional crying emotions is not one on my top to do list. Mm-hmm. I went through like thirteen levels of emotions past year. I can't. <laughs> I think yeah, no. Ride that roller coaster. I have had the pleasure of meeting new women during this COVID season who have um, had a journey similar to yours. And because I have never been in your shoes, there is nothing to say. And so for me, I was really scared of being one of those people who says the wrong thing. And so mm-hmm. it was more so. Whatever you need, let me know how I can support you. How can I be there right. for you? And it it is mm-hmm. so important for me 
to let them know that you have a space because I understood from listening to people's perspectives and experiences Mm -hmm. that um, there isn't a space or there is not much of a space. It's kind of hush, hush to the corner. That's not something you Mm -hmm. talk about, sweep it under the rug. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important um, in today's day and time, if we have all this social media, we have, and granted, I don't get on it that often, but we have all these opportunities for, people to have a voice, why can't people share their stories? Why don't we have space for this thing that isn't, it's not comfortable, it's not fluffy, Mm -hmm. it's not cozy, Mm -hmm. but it's absolutely something that needs to be talked about because again, you feel as if you're by yourself. You don't know. And if you are in a position that you are, and I can't say this because I've been in the same thing again, but I would encourage women who are unfortunately going through the same thing I would think to to find your village there has to be somebody out there that you can yes. speak to because you shouldn't have to do this alone um, yeah. even if you have a significant other it it certainly I am sure would help but don't it, do this right. thing alone you have a life live life with people develop your village um, and even if you are it seems like Amber and I are similar listen I am great at juggling these balls if I can't even pick up the ball today you're gonna think I just juggled 20 of them today mm-hmm. um, and they're all shiny because I, I wax them all. I have a little fairy at the top shining exactly. up the balls as they're mm-hmm. up in the air and they come back down and even shinier um, right present these please it, <laughs> yes uh, and I will lay it all out for you all nice and beautifully at the end of the day um, mm-hmm. it, it is hard do not ever yeah. feel as if you can do this thing or you have to do this thing by yourself because you don't. Absolutely. And it, and I was, um, I was on my Instagram and I follow this one girl. And, um, I had, I told her, I was like, she shared her story too. And it's, and I had to tell her, I said, I went through the exact same thing. And I, you know, thank you for sharing your story because you don't understand how much support that does give other women. Mm-hmm. And, um, even with a significant other, um, it still is hard for the woman to Mm -hmm. explain it Um, because people will, and I say it because I got it and it's, people say, oh, well, um, things you don't say to someone is, oh, well, at least you know you could when you try again, excuse you. Mm -hmm. Like, did that really, Mm -hmm. did you think about that? Mm-hmm. Or I had someone mm-hmm. instantly when I told them, it was like, oh, well, somebody I know is selling this gift or whatever because they lost a kid. I'm going to send you a basket. I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. what? You about to send me a gift basket? Mm-hmm. Did you think about that? Mm-hmm. And when you tell people their mistakes, they're like, oh, well, some people don't know what they need. I'm telling you what I need. Mm-hmm. Listen. It's listen. not what you think I should have. It's what I'm telling you. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I had to reiterate to people to the point where I had to step back. Treat me normal. Mm-hmm. Don't yep. treat me like I'm broken. Yep. Because the moment you treat me like I'm broken is when you make me the outsider. Yep. You know? Like, if my friends have kids, continue to talk about your kids with me. Mm-hmm. You've been doing that. Please continue to do that. It doesn't mm-hmm. trigger me. But that's one thing that some people don't understand. is like, women that go through that, they're not necessarily triggered by someone else's happiness of pregnancy, someone else's happiness with their kids, someone they're not necessarily triggered by that. So the mm-hmm. fact that you sit there and like, oh well, I wouldn't want someone to send me kids like pictures of their kids up, you're not me. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell you you can't say what you wouldn't and would not want if you've never gone through that. 
Right. I'm telling you, I'm telling I'm you right. how to treat me. Listen to how, like, it mm-hmm. might, this may be the way someone else responds. Like, right. if they tell right. you don't do that, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I am telling you, treat mm-hmm. me like you have been always mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. to do that. I, you said, you told me, I heard you, nothing changed. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what makes it difficult for women to talk about it with other mm-hmm. people who don't, who will probably never ever experienced. I don't wish it on my worst enemy that you ever had experienced that, but yeah. it's just, and that's what sets them apart. And that's what makes them go crawl in a hole somewhere mm-hmm. because it's that reaction that people really don't understand what they're saying to somebody. It's not mm-hmm. as easy as saying, well, at least you know you can. That's not the, right. that's not the point. I mean, it's- as me as a friend, what I approach it as is to, talk to you and wrap you in compassion. Like I always have, like I always have and talk to you. And the number one thing was to fucking listen. Yeah. And I just listened to you Mm -hmm. and that's all I did. And just hear you talk about people not listening to you. I was like, the easiest thing to do is to listen. Right. Mm -hmm. Foundationally. That's it. Or like you get people who are like, Oh, well, granted you have your, you know, you have a quarantine circle or whatever. People like, Oh, I wish I could just come and hug you. Don't hug me. I don't want to be hugged. Because what happens is, and what they don't understand is, it takes a whole other level of like you're feeling your emotions. Like it even makes you flinchy or 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 resistant to any kind of intimate touch. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. like oh no, don't you make my skin crawl type thing. You know, like don't mm-hmm. don't touch me because I feel mm-hmm. like I will break down. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but coming into that and coming to understanding is what I feel powerful in, and I I do hope like one day. When there is a, a bigger platform for women to speak on it. And it tries my hardest. I, if I see a post or something like that, I definitely try to connect to women the best way I can and to say, hey, this is my story. It It's crappy, but it happened, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. you had to go through it in a point where you had to go through it alone. That's another thing, too. It's like when you have to go through it alone, mm-hmm. it's, it hits different. Mm-hmm. It hits different. Mm-hmm. Going go through it alone not you know unintentionally through a pandemic like right nobody go on your appointments with you can nobody sit there with you i had to go to the hospital twice can nobody be there with me Mm -hmm. you know and then i had to come home and then be my mom said come stay with me i'm like i I just want to go to my bed and just Mm -hmm. crawl under my covers and just forget the world Mm -hmm. so yeah well it was incredible to see you stand in your power and share with us to this thank you during this podcast yeah. right and, thank you for your vulnerability and and all of us talk about standing in what in such different ways mm-hmm. what brought us power and felt empowering and that is the incredible unique magic of this podcast and i just want to thank you both especially for tonight because this is incredible um, and I don't even know how to transition into the next thing because of how special that was. Because yeah, no, I, I I'm interested know to, to know how it. you're going to transition. Okay. I want to know what the next one is because I'm thinking, ooh, let's try and make a transition off of this one. Um, yeah, it's <sighs> like jumping off Niagara Falls and seeing where we land. Um, but yeah, no, thank you again for sharing because I know you're going to bring so much. Um confirmation 
to so many other women out there who needed to hear it, but they weren't able to verbalize it. Um, but I will let it go for the moment because I understand it. I'm learning who you are and where you are. It's like, okay, and we're done. Let's it, move it is, on. It's like, you know, too, it's like if I, once I start talking about it, I am fine. Um, but if someone starts like the nitpicking of, hey, da, 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 like if, if I had never mm-hmm. even brought it up, then mm-hmm. if they already knew, then yeah, that's like, okay, stop. Like I'm not there for that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine now that I got it out. <laughs> yeah. And finding ways in which how you stand in your power and a good way to, to learn more about yourself is to understand your astrology. Mm, that's great. That was a, a smooth uh, moonwalk. That was there a smooth moonwalk. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of that. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I flipped my non-existing hair. That's going to be a clip. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a clip. Thank you. So in this podcast, Astrology Corner, um, so yes, we've talked about the importance of understanding your sun, your moon, and your rising, because that has to do with your, um, you know, interpersonal, um, who you are interpersonally and intrapersonally. Um, but also three things that are also good to look at in your natal chart and, you know, in your astrological chart are your midhaven. And that really, um, brings light to kind of what you're capable of in your career. And then your North node. And that kind of talks about the possible destiny, um, you've had in like your past and present lifetimes, and then your Chiron. Now this is important because your Chiron and what house it is in and sign it's in shows you how to heal yourself and how you heal others. Okay. Yeah. So when you look up what your Chiron is and what sign it's in, um, it kind of can really speak to like, I believe, yeah, mine's in Gemini. Um, so it can speak to what, you can better do to heal yourself from your specific um, harms and then how you best push that healing out to others. Mm. Yeah. And so that's another way to kind of see how you interact with people, interact with yourself. Nice. Yeah. So mid mid Haven, North node and Chiron are also important to look for on top of your sun, your moon and your rising. And I got a lot of this information from my new book that I got from my best friend, Amber, called The Complete (laughs) Guide to Astrology, Understanding Yourself, Your Signs, and Your Birth Chart by, oh, is this a Louise Eddington? Louis? Louise? No, that's Louise. Louise Eddington. I got that for my birthday. I'm hoping that I'm glad that, you know, that it helps. And I I know that's what you wanted to especially do with the astrology corners. I was like, "Let's, let's get a book. Let's have fun with this. And um, fun fact about that. So it's my <laughs> birthday. Um, I'm just chilling in my house. This will be the last story we're sharing. <laughs> and then we're going to end this podcast. Um, I have like cameras on my house because I live by myself, you know, um, God be safe. And my cameras have motion detectors, right? So it goes off and my sister is in the living room with me because she's part of my, my pod. Um, and it goes off and I go to look and I just see this blur of a human. Now, some of the kids in the neighborhood sometimes like just run up my driveway and run down it. I don't know why. No reason. So I assumed it was a kid. 
running up my driveway and running back. But then all of a sudden my front door like camera went off and it looked like someone was waving in the camera and then running. And I was like, why is this kid raving in my camera and running? Like I am so annoyed. And then I look and then I get a call from Amber and, I, and she goes, did you see me? And I was like, oh, my God, Amber, that was you? <laughs> so then I look at my camera, and my camera just caught her dropping off this gift on my side porch. And then, sure enough, it's her running to the front of my house, waving, like, like two hands really, like, intensely, <laughs> and then running away. I didn't see her car because she parked in front of my damn neighbor's house, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't catch her until she set off my cameras. Mm-hmm. Purposely. I loved it because guess what? I love surprises, but then I need to know right away where that surprise is coming from. <laughs> it was funny because when I pulled up to the neighbor's house, the neighbor was like coming home. He's looking like, what the hell is this car on the street? And yeah, I did a mad dash. <laughs> like mad dash. And again, Amber's petite, but like usually I know the shape and body of my friends. I'm a but I was fast for you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, people, I'm only, I'm 5'4". I'm like thin athletic at build and I'm just going to, I'm a little person. So my camera only caught her in one frame and then she disappeared like a goddamn ghost. She was flash. Like the fucking flash. I was like, Jesus, that should have been my answer. I love the flash because the flash is basically your ADHD superhero. And I love the flash. Back in college, I used to just always identify as the Flash whenever anyone asked what my favorite superhero was. There you go. Why didn't I say super speed? It's okay. Because it's basically it's flying. You can still travel everywhere. You just can't yeah. go up. I mean, he can run up buildings. I was going to say. True. You just got to give him a good, um, I don't know, platform foundation to start off with. Mm-hmm. And Wally West is my favorite version, not so much Barry Allen. What was the daughter's name? Couldn't tell you. Don't know that well enough. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Well, with <laughs> with all that said, does anyone have um, any last-minute reflections, um, notes, or statements they would like to share? Nora West one. Allen is the daughter's oh. name, just in case anybody was wondering. Whose kid is she? She's between Barry and Iris. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm At least as per the Flash uh TV Wiki. series. Fan My goddaughter would know. She watches it. I'm, I'm just going to go with it. I mean, I know who The Flash is, but I'm just going to go with it. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. just nod and smile. <laughs> and then what were you saying, Amber? <laughs> Sorry, Amber. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think it was important. My bad. Honestly. I don't think you. I think y'all were just talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love you guys so much. Um, so thank you for joining us for our podcast. We hope you laughed with us and in some way, shape, or form enjoyed yourself and honestly, on this podcast, um, really grew and and learned with us. Uh, we would love to interact with our listeners more via our social media accounts. Uh, we invite you to submit topic suggestions that we will use at our discretion. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at mimosas underscore besties underscore podcast on Twitter at mimosas underscore besties and on our Facebook at mimosas with my besties podcast. And you can email us at mimosa. That's one mimosa mimosa besties podcast at gmail.com apparently i didn't care about all the mimosas and that's mimosa besties podcast one word at gmail.com we hope you have the best day you can possibly have and stay hydrated bye bye toodles